Welcome to CareerPod, brought to you by Transition Solutions and the CareerPod team. This episode should provide you with valuable career information and insights. Today we are speaking with Melissa Pond. Melissa is the Senior Principal Planner for the City of Quincy. We'd like to welcome her now. Melissa, welcome to CareerPod. How are you doing today? Thanks, Gary. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. I'd like to get started by um, learning a little about your uh, earlier life and your educational preparation in this field. Could you reflect on that? Yeah, so I attended Eastern Nazarene College in Quincy, Mass. for my bachelor's in business management. And then while working in the field, I went on to get my master's at Northeastern University in nonprofit management. In addition to that, did you enter the field right from that point? Yeah, so I entered the field just after uh, graduating from my undergraduate program. I did have an internship while in college with the city of Quincy, and so that got my foot in the door. And you felt it was comfortable for you, and uh, that's a great way to begin. Uh, Many people utilize the internship program as a great way to uh, enter a field. I like to learn a little bit about um, the typical progression of a planning professional, Does it pretty much work the way you've been doing it? Uh, No, I think it's different for everyone. So my experience in connecting with planners through the American Planning Association or the APA and the National Community Development Association or the NCDA is that all planners' roles may look a little different and have a different area of focus, and so would their preparation for getting there. Some people go to through a planning program, Others go through, you know, government administration programs. It'll look different for everyone. Uh, in terms of uh, your focus, as you mentioned, uh, what are you focusing on in your current role with the city of Quincy? So for me, as a planner for the city of Quincy, I serve several functions. First and okay. foremost, I'm a grant manager of community development block grant or CDBG funds from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. And I also manage McKinney Homelessness Assistance Fund from the same uh, okay. federal department. Do you actually write the grant, Melissa? So it's actually an entitlement grant, but it's not that we're entitled to it. It's a formula uh, right. based on census data. But we have to prepare a five-year consolidated plan uh, about how we're going to use that money. And so I've assisted in writing that plan uh, three times now in my in my career with the city. That's great. Um, and um, these are very important funds. And your department is, I guess, the planning department. And do you interface with the, uh, the mayor's office and upper management in the city? That's correct. What position would you report to in, in your department? So I report to the community development director as well as the planning director. And we also work with, we work closely with the chief of staff from the mayor's office. I want to look outside your office and uh, in terms of community, what type of um, communications and interface do you get involved with in the community? So I do a lot of communication with the community. That's actually a big part of my role. I focus on collaboration, communication, and community outreach in my role. So responsibilities in this realm may include managing social media, hosting events um, in person or virtual, Um, obviously in person before COVID, and right now a lot of them are done virtually, um, or building partnerships and collaboration opportunities within the community. 
Okay. Would that be different parts of the community? Would it be building, housing, and would it always be that, or would it be other community uh, groups as well? There's a lot of different stakeholders that I work with. Um, sure. So with the Community Development Block Grant, we have it's called a public service program that serves low to moderate income individuals and families. And so that funding can go to programs for after-school childcare, for example, or other programs might include for public facilities and we'll work with programs like Manic Community Health Center. In addition to that, I serve on several committees and groups for collaboration opportunities. And one of those is the Blue Hills Regional Coordinating Council, and that's to work with community partners on transportation issues for vulnerable populations. So that's sure. just a few examples of some of the partnerships and outreach that we do. In terms of um, the federal government and change in administrations, we're in one now, but uh, you've been through a few of them. How has the city done in the block grant area? Has your funding been strong? So we've seen lots of different things, but the exciting thing is is that the Community Development Block Grant Program is really a bipartisan program. Even when uh, the Trump administration tried to zero it out, Congress was full stop in support of the program, um, and it remained strong. During COVID, a lot of the funding has, a lot of the COVID federal funding has come through the CDBG program um, because it's such a flexible program and has great success in communities across the country. Very interesting. It doesn't sound like uh, you have the same work every day. It's constantly changing, and um, it's great that you work with all these partners and, and hitting things like, uh, you know, child development and, and other uh, fantastic things for the community. In terms of uh, what's most satisfying to you, Melissa? Well, that was a great segue into that question, Gary, okay. because what I – what I find most enjoyable about my job is that I'm constantly researching and getting involved in new areas of community impact. One day for me on the job may include time on initiatives related to communications, health and wellness, small business, hunger relief, disabilities, diversity and inclusion, housing, volunteerism, or transportation, as I previously mentioned. I also have the opportunity to collaborate with many different professionals across fields, sectors, and communities across the state and country. Pre-COVID, I had the opportunity to travel to conferences in D.C., across New England, and across the country. This work makes me feel connected and satisfied in the work that I do. Great. I also uh, noticed that uh, beyond all that, you're doing some adjunct teaching um, in your local community college. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, I really enjoy um, doing that work and doing some adjunct teaching. So I'm teaching nonprofit management at two institutions currently, um, my alma mater, uh, Eastern Nazarene College, as well as uh, an organization called City Vision University. That's wonderful. Um, I know I did that myself in my career. I taught at night at the graduate level, and uh, it was fantastic. It keeps your perspective correct, you know, and you get to share all your knowledge with people coming up typically who are younger in the field. So that must be very rewarding for you. It's very exciting. I've also mostly enjoyed not only working with the students, but working with other professors as well. So with the City Vision program, I actually get co-teach with other professors. Um, It's the the model that they use. Um, And so I've really enjoyed Again, working with people from across the country in different uh, different fields and different areas. 
and learning sure. from them. You mentioned uh, COVID-19 and uh, the pandemic. Uh, I assume that your your group is using a lot of Zoom and a lot of or other techniques to communicate. Uh, could you reflect on that? Yeah, I've actually really enjoyed that. So it's actually opened up tremendous opportunity for me to get involved in even more organizations. Um, I recently stepped on to serve the American Planning Association Massachusetts Chapter uh, Subcommittee on Community Development and Housing, and really being adding these in was only due to the fact that now a lot of my work is done on Zoom, so I'm not spending time in the car traveling to different meetings. Um, I'm able to do a tremendous amount of my work online at my desk and uh, be able to meet with as many people as possible during the day. Melissa, do you have a funny or interesting story uh, that happened along the way in your career you like to share with us? One of my uh, favorite things that sort of happened is I started my career, so to speak, at a local grocery store um, back in Maine where I grew up. And it just by happenstance while at a Boston Red Sox networking event, I met the former right. co-owner of the grocery store um, huh. where I worked years ago. And sure. I thanked him for the opportunity that he provided me. And I told him what I'm doing today. And I just feel like it's not often that you get a chance to thank people for creating opportunities for you who are so far up the ladder. And I, you know, I had never met him while I worked there, um, but no. it was a great opportunity to meet him years later and thank him for that opportunity. Closing the loop, as they say, that's that's nice. The last question I'd like to go into is is the idea of luck, either good or bad luck. Has that played a role in your career? I feel I was very fortunate to land an internship with the city of Quincy while I was in college, and I was also very fortunate that the placement turned out to be a good fit for me. You know, that's not the case for everyone, and um, not every internship lands you um, your job, your future job, or your future career. In this case, that that was the opportunity for me, and so I feel very fortunate about that. The internship uh, idea is growing and growing uh, today. Uh, many people who are going through career change are utilizing the internship idea to get their feet wet and also use it as a career planning um, signal to see if they re they really like that. It, it seems like that was a good situation for you from the internship to working in the department and you sort of, uh, you can get into the weeds pretty good, I would imagine, all the little details. Yeah, and I've, I've moved my way up from that first uh, entry-level job too. So I continue to grow in the job that I have and um, continue to move up along the way. Sure. In terms of future um, steps in the career ladder, what would a planner who's in your role seeking more growth, what would they typically do? So professional development is a great opportunity to grow in this field. And we have some great professional development organizations. One is um, as I mentioned a couple times now, the American Planning Association um, okay. and also the National Community Development Association. So both of those have conferences throughout the year, both regionally and nationally. And then you also have a chance to do webinars or, you know, they have blog posts, there's social media that you can stay connected to and plugged in with and fabulous resource for connecting and, and meeting other colleagues in the field as well. Okay. Well, Melissa, you have shared an insightful look into the field of planning in the governmental sector. 
anyone considering a career in this field would benefit greatly from your expert advice. Once again, I want to thank you for your contribution to CareerPod, and have a great day. Thanks, Gary. It was a pleasure to talk with you.